This is VR Pod, the virtual reality podcast. It is Friday, and today we are talking to Ryan Yep, the community manager on the Immersed VR team. But before we dive in, talk to Ryan, I want to give you a, a picture of where I'm standing right now. Okay. I'm literally standing in a closet with a makeshift standing desk and a snowball podcasting mic. But if I look around, I'm editing this podcast in an immersed VR environment called Lakeview Cabin. It's this really beautiful panorama of uh, green mountains. Got this lake. Uh, It looks like something out of Wakayama, Japan or Korea or some kind of mountainous prefecture. And, you know, I have no external screens for my MacBook Pro at home. So I have some at work, but not at home. I'm looking at four screens right now projected from my MacBook Pro to my Quest, three in front of me, and about one the size of a movie theater behind those. And I can operate them entirely with my hands. Like It's a way to truly lock in, whether you're writing, doing grad school work, writing code. If you've wondered whether you can actually use VR for productivity, believe me, this is it. So without further delay, here we go. We're here with Ryan Yep, the community manager of Immersed VR. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, yeah, excited. Ryan, I know Immersed has a really interesting origin story. If you could, tell us a bit about yourself, your role with Immersed, how it came to be, and how you became a part of it. Yeah, great question. Um, yeah, happy to jump into that. So um, I, I was previously actually in sales for the past five years. And like many people during the pandemic, uh, you just kind of start reevaluating some things in your life. What's most important? Um, maybe what are some goals that you want to accomplish uh, in the in the next co- kind of couple of years? Do I want to continue doing what I'm doing? And it just really kind of, I just kind of came to this uh, conclusion or realization rather of I wanted to continue to be in a customer-facing role um, where I can continue to build relationships, but not necessarily held to a um, to like a number like like that's blatantly obvious in sales. And so, um, as I was kind of looking for new opportunities, um, I was really uh, previously really close close friends with uh, Renji Bajoy, who's our founder and CEO, and um, had been tracking Immerse for. Um, kind of on the outside looking in, never had not been a user um, until I want to say when the Quest 2 came out. So um, I actually met Renji um, at uh, at a local church here in Austin, Texas, and um, we just kind of hit it off, continue the relationship, um, and realized just maybe, you know, I was excited just about the prospect of maybe working for a VR company. I had no prior experience with VR. Um, and then obviously with the, when the pandemic hit, uh, just, re- <laughs> I, I wasn't used to working from home. So I didn't even actually have a physical monitor. So, uh, from there, uh, decided, well, you know what? I, I had invested, uh, as part of a crowdfunding round, uh, within Immerse. Uh, and I was like, well, since I've, I've I'm an investor, I might as well purchase a headset and really see what this is all about. Cause I've only seen videos, uh, from, things that Renji had texted me or things I could find on the interwebs. And so really during the pandemic, uh, being able to have up to five low latency screens and being in some public co-working spaces where I can actually meet people that are not even uh, in my my house, uh, let alone my city, <laughs> let alone 
uh, country, like there's literally no no barriers or borders, if you will. Uh, and so during the pandemic, being able to uh, make lots of sales calls, uh, do a lot of the admin work that's affiliated with or related to sales, and just being able to interact with folks uh, just alongside with me, that was super refreshing because for, for many folks, including myself, uh, the past probably, I would say, a couple of years have been pretty isolating for a lot of people. And so being able to be in a virtual environment where you can be distraction-free, not have to be distracted by the things uh, that, you know, are in, taking place in your house, that was just such a, that was such a mind-blowing thing for me. And I, and I can remember the very first time I had hopped into Immerse, uh, myself and this other gentleman I had met in the app, uh, we both literally had gotten the Quest 2 at the same time, wanted to open up, wanted to try, you know, all the, the apps that were on the App Store. And I, I met someone from Philadelphia and we, we were able to uh, bond over the game of baseball. He's a Phillies fan. I'm a Houston Astros fan. Hmm. Um, and it was just incredible just to think, man, that's, that's literally insane that I could have some sort of conversation like that. And then, and then the next day when I hopped in to one of the public uh, uh, cafes or the public uh, co-working um, uh, environments, I, I had met someone who's retired uh, in Spain. And he, he was like, yeah, I just decided to check out this uh, Quest 2 um, and as he heard about the Facebook announcement and, and we both uh, were just chatting it up. And I was just like, man, that is crazy that we can be in a different country uh, from each other, different time zones, but it feels like we're in the same room. And so on one hand, it's just the idea of Immerse was pretty mind blowing, but to be able to experience it completely game changer for me. And so uh, over the course of time, over the next, I would say, year or so, uh, it wasn't until about a year after using Immerse and having uh, used the Quest 2 that uh, an opportunity to come on board to join the team uh, at Immerse. Uh, and, and yeah, so the rest is history. And I, I jumped at the opportunity. It was probably the quickest um, interview process I've ever been through. And uh, haven't looked back since. So um, super, super fortunate to be here. And uh, we, we truly live in a really exciting time right now. I agree. And, and the community aspect of Immersed is one of the things that really first blew my mind about it. Like the technology is one thing. You put on the headset and it's like you've jumped inside your computer, surrounded by multiple screens. And that's remarkable all by itself. But then there's this other dimension, like you said, the ability to work alongside other people continents away and feeling very much like you're in the same room as them. And then there's this Discord channel, this co-working group is really a lot of fun. And it's like an eclectic group of people, developers, project managers, marketers, designers, entrepreneurs. And you, as community manager, seem to be a driving force behind that. So tell me a little more about the community aspect, how it came about, and how you see it evolving as the program develops? Yeah, great question. So uh, I would say I have to give credit to Renji and team prior to joining Immerse because uh, Renji had this vision of wanting to be as close to the customer as possible and making sure that that continues to happen as the company continues to grow and scale. And so uh, 
for lack of better words, our Discord community really started uh, first and foremost as a support community. So uh, I don't know if you've had an opportunity to check out what support is like with other VR apps, and this is certainly not a knock on them, but um, being able for the developing team to be really close to the customer is super critical in order to continue to improve the product and making sure it actually serves the customer um, rather than just the company. And so uh, early on in the early days when the Discord was probably a little bit smaller, uh, we had a response time to every support inquiry within three seconds or less. And that didn't really matter for the most part uh, what time of day or, uh, I mean, maybe weekends were a little bit slower, but certainly during the week, anyone could literally jump in the Discord and ask a question, and it was either Renji, uh, Joe, who's on our developing team, or someone else would literally respond in three seconds or less. And huh. being able to cultivate uh, that culture where the company truly cares, and it's, it's a very customer-centric culture um, within the community, I think that definitely served, has served us well, even up to this point. Um, because as as we've been able to serve service our customers really well and community members, uh, they in turn, uh, the, just really the byproduct that you see other community members, new or uh, old, are happy to lend out a, a helping hand whenever other questions are being asked. I've never seen a question go unanswered in Immerse VR Discord. And that really leads me to the next question, which is uh, VR and user experience design. Um, the convergence of these two things just fascinates me because UX is already a relatively new field and with untethered VR really in its infancy, whether it's controllers or hand tracking, it presents fascinating problems for UX designers and researchers to solve. So how does Immersed go about this challenge? Yeah, I will, I will first and foremost tell you I'm not a, not an expert on that. That's why we have uh, Ava on our team. She's our lead uh, UX UI researcher. Um, but uh, just going back again, uh, ha making sure that uh, we, we support the customer really well. Um, we, we have to be as close to them as possible. We have to set up uh, beta testing. So uh, you're, you're part of that group. Um, and also just customer interviews. So uh, just really trying to, I think the the challenge with UI UX with in terms of uh, virtual reality, what makes it really challenging is there are, um, I guess, unspoken elements to that that uh, VR just taps into, um, and that that you may not have in another kind of a normal traditional SaaS product. And so there are things that the user may be thinking. Um, but they don't even know how to express. And so we really have to do our due diligence of asking um, the right questions and and honest and really just kind of being patient because and trying to decipher, you know, is what the the customer's saying align with kind of what I guess the friction that they're having to deal with. And so there, there's just so many challenges. Um, I, Gavin on our team had given this great analogy of we're, we're really in that phase and, uh, VR technology where uh, back in when the personal computer had first be started to become more mainstream, if you were to teach someone how to use email, you first have to make sure that they understood how to first use a computer. And so in the same way, 
uh, we're having to uh, go, we want to go the extra mile anyway, but we want to help try to educate the user first, how do you even use a VR headset um, before you can start using Immersed? And, and right now there's just a, a high learning curve, frankly. And it's something that our team and I are constantly aware of and trying to address. And we're really hopeful as the technology continues to evolve and iterate, it's just gonna be much more uh, streamlined. And so uh, one of those things that I think is gonna help us is a recent uh, upgrade to the uh, hand tracking. So as you know, actually, uh, the Quest 2, when it first came out, or when I guess when uh, Meta was first designing it, the cameras on the, the front-facing cameras on the headset w weren't designed for necessarily any hand tracking. Uh, so, I mean, they're they're not the the greatest cameras, um, mm. but uh, now that it's 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 amazing with um, with computer vision and some of the AI stuff that they're able to do, they're able to still leverage. Uh, despite the quality of the cameras, uh, hand tracking. And it, it's consistently gotten better as that data set has continued to um, go to the you know, millions of users. And so uh, we're, we're just really kind of on the cusp of, I would say, of more mainstream adoption of VR. And, and we're just excited. We can't wait to see. I, think, I really think that the next 12 to 18 months are going to be a really exciting time for the industry at, at large. I agree. I think we're on the verge of a major breakthrough in virtual reality and widespread adoption. And that's one of the reasons why it's so cool to have this small lens into the Immerse team. Uh, your developers, 3D designers, uh, researchers, give us the inside perspective. What's it like working with the full-time Immerse team? Tell us a bit more about the dynamic and work culture. Yeah, um, I would say it's it's one of the few teams that I've been privileged to work um, in in my, I would say, 12 plus year career that uh, when I show up every day, everyone around me makes me want to make sure that I am um, pulling my weight, that I'm wanting to constantly level up because these are literally some of the most brilliant people I've ever worked with uh, in their respective uh, field. Um, we at Immerse, we really have a very high bar for hiring. Um, being an emerging tech company and trying to stay on the cutting edge of things is uh, competition isn't isn't too far away. We're really having to make sure that um, every hire literally counts at this point. So we're right now we're at about 30 employees with uh, plans to get to 80 to 100 by the end of the year, um, and. Uh, something that uh, we say every time, particularly on our developer side, is as we're hiring, we probably screen and talk to 400 uh, developers before we hire that one. Wow. And it's a very tedious process. Um, we actually probably make it super painful for, um, for the candidates, um, but it's all intentional because uh, we really want to try to weed out and make sure that they they're bought into the vision and that money isn't necessarily the, the most uh, important factor in them making a decision. Um, because as you probably are aware, uh, and many companies in this, in this employer market understand, is once someone um, joins a team and if they leave over you know, a span of like 
a year or two years. Like there's, there's definitely not just a cost, but a, a time to, um, that, that just is just, uh, it's a huge cost to the company. And so, uh, we want to try to avoid all that. And I think we've done a pretty good job of that. Um, we obviously haven't been perfect by any means, but we definitely have learned, um, over the course of time. And, um, yeah, it, we, we probably are maybe slower at hiring than we'd like to be. Um, but we want to make sure that the right people, um, join the team at the right time. All right. So say someone's listening to this, they're thinking, man, this is what I want to do. Maybe they're a young developer. They're going, I would love to be on a startup like this, the forefront of VR, but how do I even get started? How do I stand out? What advice would you have for folks who want to do this kind of work? Yeah. I, what I would say is, um, man, there's a lot of great free resources on YouTube. Um, I know that in the, hopefully by, uh, later this year, um, we actually have several of our, our, uh, dev team really have a desire to train and educate, um, folks. So, uh, if you have any interest in, uh, you know, in the metaverse designing in VR, XR, um, I, I highly encourage you to just start playing around with unity. Um, that's, that's one of the platforms that we use to build immerse, um, or unreal. Um, Unreal is also another a great uh, platform to to build uh, for virtual reality, and so I and I just say like try to pick something that uh, specifically interests you. Like if there's something specific that you want to um, try to build in VR, like start doing it, you know, as a side project. And there's like I said, there's YouTube is a great free resource. I know uh, several folks on our team they occasionally uh, take a peek at uh, Udemy. Um, that's, that's a great low cost option. And, uh, if there's any questions that you have, um, particularly about just development, uh, I know our team is happy to, uh, try to answer them. All right. Taking a step back, looking back before you even got on board, how did this project come about? Walk us through how the idea of immersed even got off the drawing board. Yeah. Great question. So, uh, if I, if I remember correctly, Renji had, um, he was going through the process of applying to go through the accelerator program, uh, Techstars, uh, up in Chicago. And for for those of you that are not familiar with Techstars, Techstars is a is arguably one of the top uh, accelerator programs in the world. And I think they take uh, of all the, I think ten thousand people that typically apply through that program. At least this is um, back in uh, twenty, I think. 15, 2016, uh, it's of the 10,000 people that would apply, literally only um, 10, uh, 10 companies were chosen. And so thankfully, by God's grace, <laughs> uh, Renji and company were, was chosen to be, be able to be a part of this program. And so as they were going through this program, Immerse was actually um, not a VR company. Uh, Renji's background is in computer vision, and he was looking to explore using that technology um, as it relates to uh, drones. And um, quickly he realized that it would take too long <laughs> to, to be profitable or make any sort of money uh, in doing that. And so uh, he uh, then from there, Immerse kind of uh, was addressing the problem that he saw as he had be, been uh, a manager and leader of, uh, of some development teams uh, uh, with pair programming. And so if, if, if you're not familiar with pair programming, usually you have uh, at least 
where you have a, a developer sitting next to another developer and you guys would be working together to solve a problem um, through coding. And so if you're a remote team, it's very difficult to, to be able to actually accomplish that. Um, and so Rinji wanted to use virtual reality to make the experience a lot better by making it seem like uh, both parties were in the same room, you could sh be working off of a shared screen and then be coding alongside each other. And so that's really how it started. Um, it really addressed a problem that Rinji particularly had. And um, for a while, uh, Immerse was specifically focused on uh, just serving developers. But as the product has continued to iterate over time, um, we've seen, uh, marketers, we've seen project managers, we've seen salespeople, um, we've seen day traders, we've seen people uh, all walks of life um, and being able to be more productive using Immersed. All right. So when I'm not in Immersed working or in grad school, I'm usually shadow boxing in my basement playing through all the fight or sword fighting. Um, outside productivity, what is your favorite game to play in VR? Yeah, um, I would say that I've picked up playing a walkabout mini golf recently. <laughs> and uh, one of the communities that we're kind of building here at Immerse is a, a founder or business networking community. And so um, there's been a small group of us that will uh, take an occasional lunch break during the week. And we would just uh, go out and play mini golf in VR. And <laughs> it's exactly... As, 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 as it sounds like if you were you know a salesperson if you were going to take a client out to go play golf in the in the real world you can do something very similar in vr and um yeah it's it it's it's pretty crazy how far the technology is and can't wait for it to continue to evolve it's such a young technology it's such a cool time and it's why i wanted to launch this podcast and interview series i i think what you're doing you and the Immerse team and the community behind it, these are pioneers forging what VR is gonna look like 10, 15, 50 years down the line. And I, I'm i really looking forward to what's next. I think Immerse is doing it right. So Ryan, thanks for talking with us today. Sure, absolutely. Appreciate the opportunity. We really appreciate you, Danny, for being a part of the community. And um, you're one of the drivers that helps make it what it is. And um, I, I have a feeling this won't be our last time on the podcast because we've got some pretty crazy announcements we want to make in the, the coming weeks. And uh, well, I won't give any spoilers right now, but um, <laughs> you'll have to wait until uh, the next podcast. All right. Love it. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Thanks. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to VR Pod, the virtual reality podcast, our very first discussion. If you'd like to try out Immersed VR, head on over to Immersed.com or download it from the Quest Store. It's free to try and then subscription-based after that. And look, we've got so much more coming down the line on this podcast. So please jump on over to VRPod.net where we've got the whole range of subscription options. I've got a few up already, Apple, Google, TuneIn, Spotify, more coming. And look out on Facebook and YouTube because there's gonna be some video content, examples of the immersed software in action. And I won't ask you to rate the podcast yet because we are brand new, but do subscribe and keep listening. Danny out. Mm -hmm.